Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things when you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today, we get to hear about Ocean Springs Visitor Center as they kick off their Mardi Gras with its annual King Cake contest. I can't think of anything else more delicious. Joining us to tell us a little bit more and how we can take part is Cynthia Sutton. She's with the Ocean Springs Main Street Association. Hey, Cynthia. (laughs) Cynthia, are you with us? How are you? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Yay. I was like, oh, you know, technology is great until it's not. But how delicious is this contest? And I love to see it's annual. So how long have y'all been doing the King Cake Contest? Yes, just for a few years, not too long, but enough to have fun with it. (laughs) So what's the idea behind it? Because I know it's friendly. It's just all about getting people to the visitor center, but also uh, showcasing your local talent there. But whose idea was this? When did this all get kicked off? Well, you know, I thought of it a few years back because we, being the visitor center in Ocean Springs, we kept getting people coming in from all over. You know, it's January, so it's kind of snowbird season. So a lot of people are coming from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan. And I really just found out that those people really didn't even know what Mardi Gras was. So that's kind of how it came about. People just kept asking. They didn't know the history. You know, they didn't know what the baby and a king cake was. They didn't even know what a king cake was. So we thought, you know, snowbird season. We love Mardi Gras. It's just kind of a fun little way to tell the world what Mardi Gras is and what better way than to have people taste it. <laughs> Absolutely. And a king cake. I bet they, they're going to start moving to Ocean Springs during the during their winter time there, uh, Cynthia. Right? Not just visiting. If they get to come down and experience the beach and Mardi Gras, what more could you ask for during your off season? So how does this work? Because exactly. it's a multi-week kind of contest. And I think contest is kind of loose. So like, I don't think it's, a you know, I think it's more <laughs> friendly. But how, how do you guys uh, set this up from, I know it kicked off January the 16th and it's going to run through February the 10th. Yeah, so every three days we showcase a different um, king cake treat. You know, like today we have king cake cookies in addition to a king cake cake. You know, we had Killwins, which is a, um, uh ice cream shop in Ocean Springs. They had king cake candied apples. So every three days we showcase something different from our different participating restaurants or bakeries. People can come into the visitor center, taste a bite, and actually vote. They cast their vote one to five, five being the tastiest treat they've ever tasted. 
And at the end of the season, we literally give an award out to the best king cake in Ocean Springs. So who got it last year, Cynthia? Um, actually, it was a baker who does it out of her house and goes to festivals and runs one of our markets. Miss Joyce Champion, Champion Gourmet. And she makes some of the best, gooeyest, tastiest, creamiest king cakes. <laughs> you know, if you start getting a good rap for having good king cakes, folks will haunt you down year after year after year to make sure that they get one of your special treats. I love, though, that you're opening it up to other things to sort of bring the king cake flavor into, like cookies and other kind of treats, I think, and candied apples. That sounds really interesting. As you've done this over the years, Cynthia, has more restaurants or bakers in the Ocean Springs or Mississippi Gulf Coast area jumped on board with maybe innovating just so they can have something, you know, in the rotation? Yes. Yeah, we really have. Like, we kind of get to where we have some of the past winners. They're automatically, when January hit, they automatically start reaching out and say, you're going to come get one of my king cakes for the contest, right? And then now we have more. We have people calling just saying, hey, I know I don't do king cakes. Like the Lady May is a restaurant in Ocean Springs. They literally are doing king cake on their menu during the season, Um, king cake cheesecake and things like that, and we're showcasing them. So it kind of also helps our local restaurants kind of do something special for this season because those tourists are going and eating at places throughout town and not just coming to the visitor center. <laughs> you know, it's um, interesting when you talk about the snow. I think you used the word snowbird. Uh, maybe for those that are like high, like leaving the snow and heading to Ocean Springs yes. uh, for the winter. Um, but then you think about, too, like usually we hibernate during this time. Maybe we're not getting out and about as much. So this is a good reminder that our local eateries and bakeries still need a reason for you know, for us to get out and come and give them business um, during exactly. this time of year. Do you have a list? Is there like a place where everyone who is taking part in the King Cake Contest, Cynthia, uh, there in Ocean Springs, like on your website or something, if we wanted to go browse and see who's offering what? Yes, it should be on our Facebook page. Um, we're just, we just did have just a little listing of a flyer on our Facebook page of all the participants. Um, uh, so, yes, it should be on our Facebook page. Like, later this week, we're going to have K-Donut Donuts that make King Cake Donuts. So, yes, that listing should be on there for everyone to see. It's really cool. We actually have some families that come in every three days. We do it Monday through Saturday to taste a different King Cake. They'll bring their kids just for a fun little outing. So, it's kind of become really cool, a good community event. <laughs> I think it's a good – it also highlights what all can uh, be gotten or is available there at your visitor center, right? Because you feel like, especially if you live in the area, maybe you're not always popping into your visitor center. But for those listening to good things, Cynthia, and maybe traveling through, maybe we want to be snowbirds. We want to get away and head to the Mississippi Gulf <laughs> uh, Coast ourselves in our own state. What do our visitor centers, particularly yours, have to offer folks when they come into town? Oh, yes, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, well, our visitor center is in the LN, uh, historic LNN train depot in downtown. So it's a really cool place to go just to check out and see the history, to watch, you know, one of the trains go by. But we also have so many brochures about Ocean Springs and outside of Ocean Springs and what people can do and see. We have a full calendar of events in there that people can take with them so they know what the staple events and activities that are going on throughout Ocean Springs, from the Mardi Gras parades to our festivals to what's going on at the Walter Anderson Museum of Art, as in like a festival or event. So we just have a bunch of informational pieces 
inside the visitor center that people can just gather and um, kind of start their way. If if someone's already thinking about their spring break, I can't believe we're already talking about that, Cynthia. It'll be here in like six to eight short weeks. I'm sure you guys are already on it, thinking about events and things. I mean, is that the best place to go, or where's a good place to go to maybe plan our trip to Ocean Springs? That literally is the best place to go. We're right in the center at the start of downtown. So I like to tell everybody, stop by the Ocean Springs Visitor Center. We have an Ocean Springs Visitor Guide. We have a walking map. And it really just kind of starts at the start of downtown. So it kind of kicks off your trip. You know, that's what we do. We're tourism professionals. So we'll help you plan your trip. We'll give you places to go eat. We'll even help you find a place to stay. Is there still time to plan a trip down for one of the Mardi Gras parades? Or have they already passed by in Ocean Springs? There is. The first one is on January 27th on Saturday. And then the other parade will be the night parade. I believe it's February 9th. Don't quote me on that date. It's the Friday night before Fat Tuesday. So, yep, we're just starting here in Ocean Springs. <laughs> what do your snowbirds think when they get down there and get a taste of Mardi Gras? I just love that. I never never thought about like you guys being able to introduce them to something they would have never had the opportunity to even experience. What do they think once they right? get there? I mean, that's really cool. Like a lot of them are kind of nervous a little bit because they don't know what it is. But by the time they leave, and if it's not like a snowbird staying for the month, We'll actually see them come back two or three times. So it's really cool that we're really, like, relaxing them. We're we're opening their eyes to this culture, and I can tell you, they just fall in love with it. We actually had a family today getting the parade route for Saturday because they were coming over from um, up north, but they wanted to maybe go to New Orleans, maybe Mobile, but decided to go to Ocean Springs instead. And, oh, that's just, really cool. and it's right here in our state. So if we hadn't taken the time to come and visit, I think that's, you know, that's on us. We should definitely add that to our to-do list. I mean, folks are flocking yeah. here, you know, from all over. We should go and visit ourselves. Um, we heard earlier on the Paul Gallo show, uh, Cynthia, about the great hotel that's being restored there where Elvis stayed. I think it's the Hidden Hills. Gulf Hills. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, Gulf Hills is the current one. But the, the people who own Gulf Hills, um, which is where Elvis stayed, he lived there for two years. We also have in downtown the same company is restoring an old two-story office building um, into a new hotel as well. So, yes, we have, we have some fun history and some great places for people to stay. And so where's those places to go if we want to online, if we want to get all the list of the king cake items as well as just plan our trip to Ocean Springs? Yes, you go to our website at OceanSpringsChamber.com. You can download a walking map. You can download your own um, tour guide straight on the website, OceanSpringsChamber.com. All right, Cynthia, I appreciate your time. I'm jealous that you get to get a new yummy treat every three days, but it was good talking with you. I've been having to go to the YMCA a lot more, but it's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys stick with us. we got more good for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We hope you've taken the time to download the Supertalk Mississippi app where you can stream us there as well. You can also find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and then you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Don't forget your Supertalk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. If you want to stay up to date, then you can do that by signing up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And talking about Mardi Gras, don't forget there's also a great article in the Life style section of supertalk.fm that gives you a rundown of all the Mardi Gras events that will be happening statewide over the next couple of weeks and weekends. It's not just there in Ocean Springs, but thinking of King Cake Rhino and all the deliciousness that they are taking the King Cake flavor, which is kind of hard to describe. I'm sure there's a way to describe it, but you know when you bite into something if it's got kind of like that King Cake taste. Um, Cookies, donuts, I think she mentioned the candied apple was probably the most interesting I think I heard Miss Cynthia talk about Uh, but one I've seen in my feed in my Facebook feed but I have not yet had the opportunity to indulge in if you think about the beach what's the first drink I guess ish that comes to mind besides like your traditional ones of being like a margarita or pina colada within its pink bushwhacker yeah, that would not have been in my top ten. Oh, you're not a girl. Okay, so. <laughs> you say that, but the first thing I thought of was pina colada. It was pina colada. And then I thought, okay, well, that's very, I was getting, it was very niche, but if you like them, you look forward to them. And usually the only place you can get bushwhackers is on the beach of some capacity. Um, it's not something you would te- technically would or typically would want to indulge in just any time, kind of right. like a pina colada. It's very much a dessert slash low alcohol content deliciousness. But I've seen several bars take part in making king cake bushwhackers. And I'm thinking, yes. I mean, it's like a milkshake, but with probably a little bit of liqueur or something. I mean, I might get stuff thrown at me for saying this, but if you if you really boil down the flavor profile of a king cake, Mm -hmm. it's a really swanky cinnamon roll. I will not throw nothing at you. I do agree. It reminds me of the ones that come in the like the. I guess that has the icing on the top. Oh, it's yeah. kind of crusted or whatever. You, you usually have cinnamons. You can include nuts and or nut flavors, and you have that icing with sugar. And it's like when I bite into a king cake, it's like a dessert level, gourmet level cinnamon roll experience. But I will say there are some that are better than others. Oh yeah, that leave a sort of a lasting impression. Freshness matters, just like with the cinnamon roll. If they get a little stale, you don't really like that. Although they go down fine, you just prefer a more fresh one. Um, I like a little bit more in the middle, just because I like the ooier gooier than it being sort of being gypped in the middle, so uh, per se. Um, and I I want it once. I'm not one. That wants it all through the year or all through the carnival season. I think if I have a good king cake experience, then I'm sort of good. But there's some of you that really lean into it. We have tried a time or two. I think it is community coffee. And I think they are local to sort of the southeast. Or, but they I have think they're a Louisiana They're company, a Louisiana yeah. company, which would make sense. Because they put the chicory in the coffee. Yes. and But they have a king cake flavored 
um, coffee, which I always end up buying like a small bag of it for some reason during the carnival season or right after when it goes on sale. Well, if nothing else, it just smells, smells good. So, I was just to say, it smells so good. It does not translate the same flavor. You, you know, like I don't know in a blind taste test, if you didn't know what you were getting, if you got it, you would get like you would immediately think king cake. But because you know that it's supposed to be king cake coffee, when you drink it, you can sort of experience it in that way. But again, I couldn't do like a huge. I wouldn't. I would wanna... say king cake coffee tastes more like a king cake than king cake vodka tastes like king cake. Ooh, that don't even sound good. It's not. <laughs> it's like, uh, and that's that's coming from me. That doesn't. It's not something I'd want to partake in. Um, now the king cake creamers you can buy. That can go in your coffee, kind of give it more of that. Oh yeah, the, that sort of elevated, sort of um, I guess level or appeal. You want, I guess it's because like pumpkin spice is more national, and Mardi Gras is very low. Like I know, I know that Carnival season and Mardi Gras is celebrated internationally on some levels in some places. Oh yeah, they do it big in Brazil, but they haven't really. It hasn't really caught wind throughout the country the same way like the pumpkin spice craze has and i appreciate that like i don't need king cake everything i think it can stop i like that local bakeries local restaurants want to put a twist on like special menu items but it would be it would start if you started seeing it sort of blend like that i don't want it to be ruined like the pumpkin spice gatekeeping it a bit gatekeeping it just a bit but we don't gatekeep all of our good things here. You guys probably are familiar with the hometown show, um, Aaron and Ben Napier. They're not just gatekeeped there in Laurel. They do good things all over the place. Um, but they've recently made headlines. If you got the chance to watch their show over this past Sunday, you'll see that they were highlighted. They highlighted a building there on Jones Junior Community College's campus. They turned a building into a residential place. I think it used to be the president's building. I thought it was cool that just about all of the, of Aaron's family, for sure, and then part of Ben's all went to Jones. It was kind of like their family um, place that they would start first, and then they transitioned, obviously, to Ole Miss and probably other places. And that's where the two of them actually met. You can go back and watch their episode if you want to hear their love story. It was real sweet. But the cool part in it, though, is that uh, the college actually announced that they are going to be opening a school in their name, or I guess in their honor on campus. There's a great article over at supertalk.fm that really goes into detail about it. Um, but they are banding together with uh, Jones College for a 35-square-foot building set to be titled the Jones College Aaron and Ben Napier School of Design and Building Arts. So their vision is that they're going to have a school that does things like um, computerized design, graphic design, interior design, painting, foundation, plumbing, like all subcontracting like subcontracting that they because one thing that they've been really intentional with with the show of hometown that so many people appreciate us included is that they use local subs there out of laurel that they were using prior to their show so you get to see that you know, their local plumbers and their local tile guy and local floor guy and, you know, all the sort of things and foundation repair and all of that. So those are, you know, honorable um, jobs that can make you a decent uh, a decent living for sure. So they're going to open this up. Metalworking, plastering, stonework, HVAC, masonry, masonry. <laughs> I 
not that kind. <laughs> bricks, <laughs> bricks, people. Well, stone too, I guess, would be part of that. And so they're looking to, yeah, have this opportunity to have, I guess, technical schools there for skilled labor in construction and building trades throughout the state um, and all of those um, programs. So they'll be breaking ground. Well, I guess they're not really breaking ground. The building's there, but they will be fleshing that out um, in the near future. And then the Napiers will have a hand in. Uh, what they're what they'll be teaching, what they'll be doing. What's the over under on the inclusion of shiplap? I don't know. You know, not that I not that I know. I don't not do not know her personally, and I don't know. Haven't watched every episode, but I haven't seen much shiplap. That'd be more of a Joanna. It's the only buzzword I know from any of those. Joanna, anything. <laughs> Joanna Gaines, the the couple from Texas. Um, she she really put shiplap on the. On everything, and then you know, in our lexicon for uh, for sure. So I don't even think I could accurately describe what it is. I just think it's old wood. Yeah, it's put like, on a wall. Well, if you yes, it is without like with there's spaces between it. Oh, so okay. like you know, like it's well back back in the day. I take really that back. back. I do know one other thing that seems to have gone crazy, and I can't wrap my head around it. But it seems to be one of the cool things to do is to astroturf a wall and put up a neon sign. Commercial, I've seen that. I have not seen that really re- residential, but commercial, absolutely. That is like, and for weddings, for pitches, great for social media moments is what they're trying to uh, to sort of create. For the gram. For the gram. But, I mean, I guess the green helps it pop. And then you have the neon sign. And then um, I haven't. But you know what? If you want to so ask I got her, ship laps and grass walls. That's all I know about any that home decor stuff. You want a grass wall, one of your walls in your home? You do, you boo. Like that is my my eleven year old would think that would be awesome <laughs> if I would let her do that and put up a put up a neon sign. But if you're interested in when that um, school will kick off or anything more about it, you can go to supertalk.fm. It's right there on the lifestyle page if you would like to read more about that. But stick with us; we got more for you. Coming up next. that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durkle, walk around the neighborhood, feeling blessed. 
talking about some good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from that Supertalk Mississippi app. You can also find us, too, on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Don't forget, too, that we are in a critical uh, blood supply st- for the state. There's less than one day supply left on our shelves. So Mississippi Blood Services really want you to um, get out and donate, specifically if you've got O negative, O positive, B negative, B positive, A negative, and if you are A positive or A B positive, then they really need you to also think about donating platelets. So you've been hearing this a lot, but that's because we just haven't restocked our shelves to the point they need to be. So we're going to keep bugging you until you get out and um, give blood. So call Mississippi Blood Services at 601-368-2673. You can go to msblood.com to find a blood drive near you. You can head on over to the Good Things Facebook group if you're on the Book of Faces. I highly recommend you being a part of our growing community there. Why not? All we do is post good headlines from around our state um, or things that will make you smile. And then also the best questions, uh, the stuff you should really be pondering in your life, not some of the other things that cloud up your news feed. Like today is National Peanut Butter Day. I think it's one of the best days of the whole entire year. It's the one thing I could eat every single day and never get tired of it. I wouldn't want to eat it all day. That was not wouldn't be fun, but I could literally have a spoonful of peanut butter every single day for the rest of my life and never get bored of it. I would always look forward to it. Just me and my peanut butter. But it begs the question, are you team crunchy or are you team creamy? And then I'll add you a second question. Should it be smooth or creamy? I mean, those are interchangeable adjectives for said peanut butter. But I don't know what comes. What come, What do you smooth or creamy? What's the right what's the right word? I would go with creamy. Cuz it goes with crunchy, they're two C yeah, words. Creamy and crunchy. Creamy and crunchy. Balance each other out. <laughs> Cuz chunky would only be the other <laughs> one for I think chunky is how you describe the crunchy versions of the natural in quotes peanut butters that have the little inch and a half of oil at the top that you have to stir in whenever you want a spoon of peanut butter. Correct, which they even make magical lids that have the little cranky thing on there for you to be able to do but pro tip if that is something that you enjoy if you will leave it upside down then it's easier to stir like put the top on it turn it upside down in your cupboard when you want your peanut butter then it's easier to stir than all the oil coming to said bottom and then you have to go from the bottom up and do the whole thing and all the things and all things i am a extra crunchy kind of girl so if i had to choose i've never met a peanut butter i didn't like yeah i will i've i and i over the years i've tried them all i've done creamy and smooth i've done the make your own there when you go into the frou-frou places i've done the extra crunchy the regular crunchy i'm not turning down peanut butter but if i'm going to spend my money and just pick one off the shelf to bring into our home I like the extra crunchy, which isn't everybody's cup of tea. So I see you guys are real passionate about how you like your peanut butter, which I am not surprised about. So for you, I Rana, used to be passionate about peanut butter, <laughs> like just in general or which kind about of a specific brand and type of peanut butter mm-hmm. that is no longer available. And it makes me sad. Peter Pan, which I grew up eating Peter Pan peanut butter. Mm-hmm. So it was the brand I would look for when I started shopping on my own. And I came across about eight or nine years ago now a Peter Pan brand called Simply Ground. So it was like a little offshoot of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. I had no intention of eating 
healthier peanut butter, but apparently it's one. Of, it was one of those that didn't have preservatives or gluten or you know, all the buzzwords. It was just ground up peanuts to make peanut butter. They made it naturally, so it had the smoothness of creamy with just little bitty bits of crunchy. So it's like, it was like the perfect middle ground mm-hmm. between creamy and crunchy. And the honey roasted flavor they had was bar none. I don't know why they quit making it. Shame on them. I don't know what possessed them to discontinue this magical concoction they had put on the shelves for less than a decade. But a couple years ago, I went to the grocery store to replenish my peanut butter supply, and the spot was empty. So I made do with regular old Peter Pan and went back the next time, and it's still empty. And eventually, the spot disappeared, and it made me very sad. So if you're listening, Peter Pan people, bring back the Simply Ground. I'm not a health nut, and I thought it was good. So if you were trying to make it healthy, maybe sell it to the healthy people and the not-so-healthy people like myself. Put it in a different packaging. So I mean, it even the packaging was even better than normal peanut butter because it was a wide-mouth jar. You could get in there and get stuff. Which can become a problem, particularly with the healthier versions of peanut butter. It starts to stick, and you can't really get it all out. I have had that before like that. In between kind of feels like... Sand is not the right word I'm looking for, sandpaper, but it has like that. Well, it's like the difference in good old French's yellow mustard and ground mustard. Yes, correct. And it is delicious. It is a good um, sort of uh, compromise from both crunchy or creamy. Copper, or Cooper, excuse me. Cooper from North Mississippi said he likes smooth peanut butter on a crispy. I think it is copper. It is copper. Okay. Copper from North Mississippi. I like smooth peanut butter on a crispy. Cream donut. Savory and sweet. I would think you would need a nap after something like that. And someone mentioned if you've not tried some sun butter, give it a try. It is made from sunflower seeds, which many go to if you have peanut allergies. Usually you eat, well, depending, you know your allergies, so don't take my advice. Talk to your doctor. But if you don't have a super severe, you usually can get away with um, sunflower seeds. I've never hauled off and bought a whole jar of sun butter, but I have had the the little pretzel pillows that are filled with Usually peanut butter, but mm-hmm. they were filled with sun butter, and those were delicious. They are delicious. It's a different aftertaste. It's a little bit different flavor, yeah. It's a little bit different flavor, but if you go into it knowing it's going to taste like a sunflower seed and not like your peanuts, then it's just a different experience. Same with almond butter, which, by the way, is no healthier for you than good old peanut butter, which I I'm know. not a huge fan of almond butter. It lacks something. Yeah, it, it's just... It falls flat, like it kind of, kind of like almond milk, although we're not going to get into that, but it still it just falls... There's... It just falls flat. Yeah. Like there's not. Almonds are good. Cocoa dusted almonds are amazing. <laughs> just like out the gate amazing. Chocolate covered almonds even better. But yeah, the anything they make out of it, it just it, there's something that just falls flat. Maybe I just had the wrong mindset going in with almond butter. Because when I looked at almond butter, I looked at it in the same vein as like Biscoff and Nutella where it's supposed to be this fancy Decadent? thing. Yeah. And it no. just wasn't at all. And it's expensive. Yeah. Very I think that's why I put it in that same echelon. Yeah, I think so. So there's a great debate. Y'all, you guys are going at it, creamy versus crunchy, on the Good Things um, Facebook group. But some of you are giving the way you enjoy it, which on the text line, 
Ricky, you said any kind of Aberdeen, any kind of peanut butter. And Patrick in Louisville, a peanut butter and banana sandwich would have to say there's nothing much better than that. The only thing that might top that would be a bowl of hot oatmeal and then you stir in a tablespoon of your preferred peanut butter. And then if you add in just a little bit of either cinnamon or you put a peanut, um, a banana on top, y'all, it tastes like a cookie. Like it yeah, the banana is like the way to go with that one. It tastes like a, like cook, I mean, Okay, it doesn't taste like cookie dough. Don't come throwing things at me. But it like ha- it can. can. It, it can, can get really close. It can get sort of like that real. I don't know. It's it's decadent. Put it this way: if you've been on a diet for a month and you hadn't <laughs> had any cookie dough, and you make oatmeal with peanut butter and banana, it's going to taste a lot like cookie dough. It is, and it just melts together so perfectly. And you know, I don't know. And someone said I like to take a spoonful uh, John and Madison and dunk it in a bag of chocolate chips. That is also awesome if you have never if you have never done that but i feel like assuming you're not allergic to peanuts i recognize that for some this conversation is terrible and terrifying and i you know um hope i don't send you in a shock just talking about it because they can get very severe and that's a big deal but i feel like if you exclude the ones that have the sensitivity to it that's something that's in everybody's childhood. It's just a good old peanut butter sandwich and a glass of milk. And some of you for school, you took a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or just a peanut butter sandwich in your lunchbox for years mm-hmm. of your life. And that was just how it was. Now, what went with it? That's that's sort of a toss up. But there is something that just says childhood with fluffy white bread Creamy or crunchy sort of peanut butter and a glass of milk. It I'll do you one better. Yeah. Get you a cookie sheet or a baking sheet. Mm-hmm. Get you some saltine crackers. Mm-hmm. Lay them out on the baking sheet. Get you a, not the big spoon, the little spoon out of the drawer. Not the tablespoon, but the teaspoon. A teaspoon of peanut butter on each saltine and a big marshmallow. Pop that in the oven. Let, let it kind of melt on down. Delicious. Amanda from Pike County said, "Drop a hand homemade peanut butter fat bomb in your coffee." I never. I mean, I've heard of putting butter in your coffee, but I've never heard of putting peanut butter in your coffee. You're gonna have to tell me a little more about it. I'm not saying I wouldn't drop. Maybe delicious. Well, if butter in coffee is bulletproof, what is peanut butter in coffee? Bazooka proof. That wasn't the word I was going for, but I didn't want to. Say. Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. 
back to good things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You can also stream us live over at supertalk.fm as well as the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you guys on the C Spire text line, which is 601-879-4395, are also getting into the peanut butter debate. It's National Peanut Butter Day. If you've had peanut butter today, honk your horn. No, don't really. <laughs> Two, honk, honk. Honk, honk. One honk for creamy. Two honks for crunchy. And just lay on it so Peter Pan knows to bring back to Simply Ground. And I thought that I was, somebody else mentioned, Rhino, was agreeing with you that that was the best peanut butter out there. And I was like, well, let me Google it and sort of see. And I was like, oh, there's an Amazon link for it, to which you said, but they'll tell you it's out of stock. Yeah, because I've. I told the Amazon people on the app, let me know whenever that's back in stock, I'll buy as much as I can afford. So I set up an alert, and it, it hasn't dinged in years. It had, which is nuts. So apparently they went in uproar, I guess, 22, so it been two years ago. Does that sound about right? Or did it go away before It started then? disappearing before that. I guess people just started asking questions, and they said they were not able to source the one-off ingredients or the packaging items that we needed said which seems awful silly considering it was it was the only one they sold that no preservatives no artificial flavors (laughs) it was just peanuts (laughs) it was just peanuts and so well you know there we go someone asked the next question when you're talking about peanut butter would be peanut butter jelly sandwich are you a grape or a strawberry jelly person grape all the way is that just because it feels like at one point in our life that was our only option Mm. I remember usually having the option between grape or strawberry. I just always chose grape. In the little, like in the little things or, but because that was for biscuits. I mean, you always had like, or like in the ketchup kind of packets, you had the difference, which would be grape or sort of strawberry. But I don't know. I just feel like grape always got chosen first in households. Like most households, even right now, there's a chance that there's either grape. It's just one of those staples because oh, yeah. it'll last forever. Oh, yeah. And it feels weird if you don't have a bottle of jelly in your home. I mean, you may not. I mean, I get it. Like, that's not for everybody. But if, if you have kids, it's just one of those things like you should have on board. Like, there should be a, you know, a, a jelly of some kind. And even though you may have the good jelly, like you've got your jams and jelly that your grannies and yanties and all those that make, there's still this like weird feeling like you just need just a store i seem to always have at least one squeezable bottle of el cheapo grape jelly on the shelf somewhere and you don't know why but it's just you need it for when you need it ricky says apple jelly i hadn't thought about apple jelly in years we're great people. If we're not, we're great people. <laughs> we are great I mean, if we're getting away from great grape or people. strawberry and you get into apple, I would love and prefer apple butter over yeah. anything. It just feels like that That feels like I've taken it from a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to something that I probably should be thinking a little stronger about if I'm trying to make a peanut butter and apple butter sandwich. It just Oh, no, those two don't necessarily fly. Yeah. But apple butter is on point. Apple but I like better. apple jelly. I just I feel like it gets left out. It gets lost, yeah. It gets lost in the equation. You think of um, strawberry or grape. Or the occasional marmalade, like an orange marmalade. Somewhat, Amanda from Pike County, homemade Mahal. 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 Mahal jelly. Um, okay, so 
The big debate, though, do you mix it in a bowl and then put it on your bread? I hope my husband's listening. Oh, I hope he's listening. Or do you put your peanut butter on one side and your jelly on the other and then make your sandwich? Yeah, it's always jelly on one piece, peanut butter on the other piece, and then marry the two. Yes. I've been married for 17 years. Unless you're eating in prison where they just mix it in the bowl. Uh, and I've made my husband one peanut butter and jelly sandwich in 17 years. Because where normal people grow up, you put the peanut butter on one side and the jelly on the other. Where he grew up, his mama mixed them and then put them on a sandwich. And he uttered the words that no married man should ever utter to their wife ever. Well, that's not how mom does it. And I chunked that peanut butter and jelly sandwich across the kitchen towards him and told him he could go back and let her make them. And 17 years later, I have stood true to that and have yet to make him one. So there's some parenting advice. I mean, not parenting, marital advice within your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It should be discussed prior to your vows. Do you mix or do you spread? separate (laughs) should be clear either way it's delicious and it's nutritious and the conversation never ends over on the good things facebook group so you can continue to join us there and here you got the boys with sports talk mississippi coming up from three to six rhino and i'll meet you back here tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things Talk Mississippi Media Production.